you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hey, folks, Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another super great podcast, and uh, we've been doing something that's the end of 2020. We're doing a look back on all the wonderful book authors we had on the show, and uh, I'm sharing you some of the kind of the behind-the-scenes experience that we had with them, some of my impressions and thoughts, uh, some of the ways we produce the shows, and everything else. Uh, and, uh, yeah, lots of fun. And, uh, hopefully it gives you a look back too, where you can look at some of these authors, get some of my opinions on their appearances and their books and decide what you want to read for 2021. You can go, uh, order up their books and all that good stuff. Um, so anyway, let's get into it. And this episode is brought to you by IFI audio and their new Neo IDSD. The Neo is the new wave of digital sound listening for your desktop, music, gaming, and bleeding edge Bluetooth, even MQA audio file decoding. Uh, we're using it in the studio right now. I've loved my experience with it so far. It just makes everything sound so much more richer and better and takes things to the next level. IFI Audio is an award-winning audio tech company with one aim in mind, to improve your music enjoyment of quality sound, eradicate noise, distortion, and hiss from your listening experience. Check out their new incredible lineup of DACs and audio enhancement devices at ifi-audio.com. So let's get into it. Uh, we're going to, this probably should just be four of four, I think, for uh, the all the different books that we had. I was looking at some of the pictures, and I think we're close to the end. So we'll run through these and uh, see if it can stick to uh, part four of four. If not, we'll go to a five. So there's that. So we'll tell you all the dirty secrets and everything else that went on with a lot of the podcasts people that we had on the show. Uh, really great guests we had on the show. We're real, really honored to have Richard Haas. Uh, he wrote the book, The World, A Brief Introduction. Richard Haas is a, you see him on TV, especially MSNBC all the time. Uh, Morning Joe, really brilliant uh, gentleman. He's worked for several presidents and uh, president uh, administrations. Um, this guy knows foreign relations like nothing else, and I believe he is uh, the CEO of the Council for Foreign Relations, the CFR, I believe it is, Council of Foreign Relations, uh, or Council for Foreign Relations, one of those two. Uh, anyway, he was uh, wonderful on the show, a whole lot of fun. Uh, one of my favorite moments in all my podcasting is when I popped him with my John Bolton question, and he laughed uh, uproariously. There was another Kim Kardashian joke that I edited out of the show, um, and... Uh, uh, and it was a good time had by all a brilliant discussion, brilliant man, uh, thought leader, uh, the man who knows the world probably better than most of us do in the map and uh, has council presidents and White Houses. Um, so I definitely advise you to check the book. I got a chance to read it. I learned so much more and I thought I knew a lot about U.S. history and the world. Uh, there's so much to learn in it and it's a great uh, catch up for people that want to take and do that. Uh, just a warm, wonderful gentleman. Uh, honored to have him on the show. It was a lot of fun. Just a hoot. 
uh, great uh, comedic sense of uh, of humor. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was just wonderful to have him on the show. We had a great time. Um, next up on the uh, show, uh, this was a great interview that we had uh, from uh, Reeves Weidman Weidman. Uh, he wrote Billion Dollar Loser, and I, this is a book I wanted somebody to write about. And it was about the WeWork CEO and all the craziness and the drinking and the drugs and the spending and the just the nuttiness that went out there. Um, I can't remember what outlet Aunt Reeves works for. I believe it's the Wall Street Journal or it's either the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, or WAPO. <clears throat> but he kicks ass wherever he is. Um, but he wrote this book that documented and basically told the story of the history of the rise and fall of WeWork and how crazy and nutty this whole thing was. And uh, he kicked ass. Uh, just <laughs> You want to read about a shit show, and we talked about a lot of the stuff that they did there. And, and WeWork is still an ongoing project. They still have to bail that out. SoftBank had to go in and bail out a lot of stuff. Um, but, but really interesting story about the failures of a Silicon Valley startup gone wrong, especially when it really wasn't a tech company. It was a real estate company that had been spun as a tech company, which was <laughs> an interesting way to do business. Um Next up on the show, we had Jax Miller. Jax Miller, she's written several books. She's a brilliant author. But uh, she wrote, a, uh, I guess, a documentary of Hell in the Heartland, Murder, Meth, and the Chase of Two Missing Girls. And she tells a story about, uh, well, murder, meth, mayhem, and two missing girls that I believe, if I understand rightly, no one's ever found. I can't remember the conversation much that we had at the time, uh, but she was a, a wonderful guest, uh, really joyful. And what's funny is the people in the book that she wrote about, she's friends with still. In fact, they're close friends. And I believe it was in Oklahoma. Um, anyway, Hell in the Heartland. And uh, it's, I guess it's a heartbreaking story for a lot of people in that area. They know the story, and everyone's always been trying to find these two missing girls. And the circumstances surrounding it were just <laughs> crazy extraordinary. Uh, so definitely check that book out as well. Uh, the other guest that we had on, I had a great time with, um, uh, I believe it was Laura Marks. She wrote the, uh, the, this comic book, this graphic car comic book, uh, called Daph Daphne Bairn. And it was part of Joe Hill, Hill house comics, which I think was under DC. If I recall correctly. And, uh, she came on the show and was just awesome, super funny, uh, just an amazing amount of, of uh, yeah, Laura Marks. Just an amazing amount of, of comedy and insight and uh, wit and ability to uh, create a story and have the insight to it. Just a really fun conversation, and uh, she's an incredible uh, author and drawing all this stuff up. And then, of course, the artist came in and made it really cool. If you love... Uh, graphic novels and things of that nature, you should check it out, or comics, you should check it out as well. Uh, she was a lot of fun to have on the show. Uh, let's see. Grasp, the science and transforming of how we learn. Sanjay Sarma, and we had Luke Yoquinto, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, had them on the show. These guys were both MIT brains, just super, super smart guys. Uh, had them on the show, and they talked about you know how we learn, how we grasp basically technology or, or transform, and and how we learn stuff from a child, and how that can be applied in different ways of our life, business, and everything else. 
great discussion I had with them. Uh, we talked about the technical aspects of it, the MIT stuff. Uh, I entertained them with a few uh, horrible jokes about my poor education and flunking out everywhere and starting businesses. And, and uh, we applied some of that knowledge to what they were doing. And <laughs> I think they got some laughs of it because they were just like, this guy is an idiot and we're at MIT. But they're a really nice gentleman and wonderful to have on the show. Very honored to have people from MIT on the show. And uh, they definitely enlightened us and our guests. And I think if you listen to that episode, you'll be enlightened by it as well. Christy Tate showed up on our thing. She uh, came to the podcast with her book, Group, How One Therapist and a Circle of Strangers Saved My Life. This is really interesting, and I thought it would help a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, because... You know, we're all struggling. In fact, I really feel like I need to be in a in a mental home half the time with the pandemic and everything that's going on and the craziness. But one of the things that she'd had struggles with was uh, getting therapy or getting to therapy. She, you know, was making a lot of bad choices in her life. Personally, she, she had intimacy issues. She had eating issues. A lot of stuff that uh, a lot of women grow up with. And, uh, and she was really struggling. Things weren't working out in so many different levels of her life. Um, and I believe if I recall right, she was going to law school, I think if I remember, um, and someone recommended group therapy and group therapy is much cheaper than one-on-one therapy with the therapist. And she's like, ah, I don't know, I'll go. And she went and she learned so much more and, and she was kind of at that breaking point that some people do. And I think that's why I'll talk about it. Um, she was at that breaking point of almost suicide, um, because she, you know, just was so upset with how her life was working out. So she found group therapy and it saved her. Uh, that's why the title of the book is, is, as it is. Um, and, uh, so we had a really interesting discussion of her journey going down that road. Uh, uh, you know, she had issues from childhood that she was dealing with and in intimacy and, acceptance of herself and who she was and everything else and uh yeah it's it was a it was a great discussion and i think it was beautiful and and hopefully it's a good example for people that might be struggling with those sort of same issues and hopefully they'll you know uh, maybe group therapy will work for you we might all need group therapy after this uh, coronavirus thing next up on the slate we had andrea uh Fejenfeld, Andrea and Andrea Fejenfeld, Andrea Fejenfeld. She wrote the book A Rainbow Like You. It's a rock and roll sort of novel and a story about uh, a guy, a band, and uh, uh, you know, love is in there. The band and traveling and touring and stuff. And what's really cool about her book is she actually had a song made. Uh, basically from the band, like fake band in the in the book. Uh, but there's like a song that goes with it. It actually, the book has a single. How many times do you buy a book that has a single with it? I thought that was brilliant, um, brilliant marketing. And it just, to her, it just uh, added a new dimension to the book that you couldn't have otherwise and, and kind of probably a realism. And I, th- I thought that was brilliant. What a brilliant concept. Um, so check out her book, A Rainbow Like You. She's a really super fun author to have. She's musically Klein. In fact, we had a lot of conversation about the guitar behind her um, mic, and I was like, wow, that's really cool what you're doing there. So very great, awesome stuff there. Next up on the slate, we had Lisa Jewell. She wrote the novel Invisible Girl. If you're not familiar with Lisa Jewell, she writes a lot of different books. Uh, so you can see a whole full slate of her stuff there. Um, 
Uh, I mean, we just talked novel stuff pretty much. Lisa was just wonderful on the show. Beautiful woman. Uh, great, uh, great person to be around. And, uh, yeah, we just had fun. Talked about the book and her other books and made some jokes. And if you love her books or if you're not familiar with them, go check out the whole line and series that she has. Next up, this was a really interesting conversation that I wanted to have with Devlin Barrett. Uh, Devlin, I forget which outlet he works for. I believe it's the wall street journal. No, it's, it's the Washington post. Um, and he, um, wrote the book October surprise, how the FBI tried to save itself and crashed in uh, crashed an election. Uh, the premise of his book is basically what Comey did and, and the uh, FBI agents at the time by doing what they did, they basically handed the election to Trump instead of Hillary and his book, largely rides on that premise of of how it was the deciding factor of that. And he presents great evidence, brilliantly written book, well thought out. And when I first had caught word of having him on the show, and I was like, I don't know, man. Is that really, is it really, like, did the FBI really do this? I mean, there's so many different ways that Trump could have lost. I mean, you know, even if Hillary went to Wisconsin and stuff. Um, I've had Peter Strzok and different other people on the show. In fact, we invited James Comey on the show for his recent book that's coming out in January. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so many different people that have been on the sh- on the show, and we've had this discussion about the FBI stuff. And, and I've always kind of been in the opinion that it's hard to blame the FBI for everything. I mean, certainly if she would have went to Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and all these different states that you see now when Biden goes to, they flip back to Democratic. Um, you know, uh, whatever. But uh, he wrote an incredible book on October Surprise, uh, beautiful, smart. Uh, he, he put up a great argument. I threw him a couple wingers on like, well, what about this? What about that? What about Wisconsin? And he took them all in. And uh, we had a great uh, in, intellectual discussion about it. And uh, by the time we were done, I was sold. I was like, yeah, well, it, it does look like that definitely was a factor. I mean, I don't think that there's... I don't think there's anywhere we're ever going to know 100% beyond a de facto thing. But certainly uh, the fact that Hillary was under investigation, everyone knew about it, and Trump was also under investigation, and no one knew about it, was unfair. And it's really interesting, the rules of what the FBI has to deal with and everything else. But, I mean, that's you know, that's the... That's the uh, uh, Rubicon that we crossed and hopefully we'll never cross it again. And hopefully we'll put some rules down to change it so that the FBI knows what to do. And hopefully we just won't elect criminals. That might be a good idea too. You know, so the FBI isn't dealing with the shit. Um, the, uh, other gentleman I had on was Adam Latz creationism USA, uh, uh, bridging the impasse on teaching evolution. Um, Adam was wonderful to have on the show. We talked for, I think, almost two hours. The show just went on so long. I remember breaking during the middle of the show after an hour, uh, and we'd done, I don't know, a 20-minute pre-show because uh, we do a green room effect with everybody. And I, I'm just like, Adam, I, I love where you're going. You're really hot on this topic right now, but i got to go pee because I can see that this is going to go another half an hour. And so it's a really long episode. We really get into creationism, religion, teaching evolution in schools, uh, whether you should or not. Uh, We get into the ark thing that's built somewhere out in, I don't know, Georgia or Alabama or Oklahoma, wherever that 
stupid giant art thing is the fact that uh, you know the argument about dinosaurs and whether Christians accept them or or whether there were dinosaurs on the ark which there are in that big display um so yeah there <laughs> that was that was our discussion with Adam uh, he was ha- he had a lot of fun and uh, it was kind of fun. I think he made a comment on the show. He's like, at home, I can't talk about this around my wife or she gets pissed because, you know, the wife's like, I don't want to hear about your business talk. Um, and uh, Obama used to get a lot of crap when he tried to talk, you know, uh, government stuff around his wife at the dinner table. You know, Michelle would be like, uh, you know what, Move, leave that at the door. Um, I can't blame her, really. Um, so anyway, he was uh, loads of fun to have on because he just got to expel all this stuff. And we had a great, me being atheist, we had a great time. Check out his book, Creationism USA. Um, another gentleman I had on that I really had fun with. This guy was really brilliant. And uh, he runs a series of books that are much like the title of what his book is. This book that he brought us was Wise as Fuck. Now, he has all these as fuck books. <laughs> And uh, the t- the uh, bottom of simple truths in your guide through the shitstorms of life, Gary John Bishop, really brilliant guy, very smart. Uh, I love the spin that he put on things, his outlook, his paradigms on different things, and uh, a good guidebook, especially for 2020. So it was great to have him on the show, so that he can help people get through some of the paradigms and shifts they need to make to survive this world. Uh, just a really brilliant guy. Check out all of his books. Wise as fuck, Gary John Bishop. Uh, next up, I have my good friend Mark Ensign on the show. Uh, Mark is um, is uh, is just a brilliant friend of mine. I've always uh, admired him. He's a very logical sort of guy, very measured, uh, brilliant guy. I think he has a successful consulting company. I've been friends with for years. I don't know how or where we bumped into each other, became friends, but I've just, I've always seen him and gone, this is a smart guy. You know, you just know that guy. And he's always known me as being, well, not the smart guy. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he's, he's always been a wonderful friend on Facebook and everything else. Hopefully we'll sit down and have a beer someday. He wrote this book called Be a Dick, which is kind of interesting. And, and they say, the dick part with a capital D. How one person can change the world in the most unexpected way. And uh, be a dick is not what you would think. The cover shows don't cross out and be a dick uh, with a capital D. So basically what this is, this is a story of where he was going through some crisis and catharsis in his life. He was trying to uh, rechange things and, and go a different direction. And it wasn't working very well. And, and he'd really upended his life and his family. And he went for a walk one day and he met this guy named Dick. Um, and he was so taken by, uh, Dick's outlook on life and, and his interaction with him and his kids and, and kind of his value systems that he had, he was really impressed. And so he started spending more time with, uh, this gentleman, <laughs> I almost said Dick. He started spending more time with Dick. Uh, he started spending more time with this gentleman, learning from him, and kind of learning his sort of mantra and his uh, his way he went out uh, and about his business. And so he wrote this book, Be a Dick, basically as a play on that to say, be like this Dick gentleman that he met named Dick. And yeah. 
basically that. So you get it. It's a play. It's kind of a funny thing. It's a, it's a thing you're going to remember. And Mark's a great guy. He came on the show. He explained it. We had some fun. There's a whole bunch of jokes he has behind it. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Next up on the show, we had Ellis Coase, uh, and uh, he is a multifaceted, talented author. This guy has written, I think it was like 12 or 18 books. Might have been more. He, he He's written so many books. It was an honor to have him on the show. He wrote The Short Life and Curious Death of Free Speech in America. Uh, this is another interview that I had where I learned so freaking much. I had so many epiphanies. Uh, I think there were several things I said, and he corrected me, and I went, oh, yeah, you're right. Wow. Um, this guy was really freaking smart. In fact, now that I'm reading, I'm reading Cast right now, and we had some discussions about slavery and race and, and uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff um, on top of his great discussion that's in this book. Um, and now I see what he's talking about now that I'm reading cast and stuff, uh, and what some of the things he's referring to. So watch the episode. It's a beautiful episode. The guy is really smart. I'll give you a background on this, which is kind of funny. Um, I normally I'll sit down and watch videos of interviews of people that are going to guest on the show ahead of time. And it's kind of some of my research and prep that I do. And so He's being interviewed by, you know, some other uh, book interviewing uh, podcast or whatever. And the guy's an attorney, and the guy starts arguing with them about uh, some precept of the book or principle of the book. And it's funny, he won't let Ellis really debate the situation, and he keeps just trying to run roughshod over Ellis. Which is really just, it, it's kind of narcissistic. Uh, I, I kind of thought it was kind of selfishly stupid. And and so I remember watching it, and I'm like, holy shit. Finally, I had to turn off, because I was just rude at a certain point. But, uh, and Ellis kept trying to deliver, you know, the debate and, and what his findings were. And this guy was just clearly, I mean, just from what I knew, this guy was completely off base. He was not assessing the data correctly and his, his assumptions were all wrong. So when I had Ellis on, I remarked to him, I says, I says, you know, Ellis, I watched that one show you were on and, uh, I, and parts of it were edited. So clearly some shit had gone down somehow, or I don't know, something had happened. Um, and I said, you know, I said, you know, Ellis, just so you know, we're having on the show. I don't debate my interviewees. I don't, I don't debate you. You guys do all this research. You guys spend hundreds of hours writing these books, doing these research, studying all this stuff. And for, for me to debate you, unless you come with something like really crazy, like, I don't know, aliens are landing and Donald Trump has one in his butthole. Um, you know, something really weird. Uh, I'm not going to debate you. I'm I, you're, I'm here to show you to my audience, and my audience is going to go, wow, this guy's really smart. And this guy spent you know, hundreds and maybe thousands of hours developing the research and stuff on this book. I'm here to be enlightened and listen and learn. And hopefully my audience comes with the same degree of, of, uh, of uh, you know, wanting to learn something new. So anyway, I had Ellis on, and we had a little bit of discussion about it. I said, "Dude, I'm I'm not going to interrupt you, man. You just you just want to go. Let's talk about your ideas. Uh, tell me how it is." And he was great. In fact, there were some things that I I wasn't debating with him, but I said, "Well, I think this," and and he corrected me, and I was like, "You know, 
you've given me a paradigm shift. Uh, that was one of those things that I will always remember having a conversation with him where I did, he, he invoked a lot of paradigm shifts. A lot of light bulbs went on in the conversation with him. And I thought I had a pretty good, I, I had a pretty good awareness of stuff. He really woke me up. So if you get a chance, read this book from Ellis Coast, The Short Life and Curious Death of Free Speech in America, or read all of his other books or and read all of his other books. How's that for fun? Next up, we had a very old friend of mine uh, I've been friends with for a long time, uh, Kara Golden or Kara Golden, Kara Golden. Uh, I forget exactly how I'm supposed to send her name. One of my problems is I had a girlfriend named uh, Kara, and I believe it's Kara Golden, um, and and that used to screw me up. Or maybe my girlfriend's name was Kara, not Kara. So I'm I'm lost to that. My apologies to Kara if she hear, hears this. She wrote the book Undaunted: Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. Uh, founder and CEO of Hint Water. She tells the incredible story of of how she started Hint Water, got the idea, all the different trials and tribulations they go through, and kind of an advice manual to CEOs and women on how they can be more successful. Uh, she's really brilliant. Funny thing about her, I think she wins the award. And, and and maybe it helps we're friends, but we've never really sat down and have a, like a conversation on Facebook. Um, but she's known of me, I know of her, and we've kind of, you know, we bump elbows every now and then. And uh, what's really funny about her is she is the full, genuine 100% who she is when you see her as friendly, warm, and lovely. And, and most of all my authors are. But she was hilarious. She came on and... We, I think we talked for almost a half an hour or something. And finally I had to, add, and, and we, this is in the green room talk pre-show. And we, you know, we were just rapping on everything in life and, and her and business and, you know, just everything. And finally I had to, you know, this is another guest. I had to put my foot down and say, oh, you know, I love you and I love what we're doing here, but we got to put this on tape. We, and, and so there's like probably, there might be 40 minutes of the pre-show. You know, I finally had to ask her, do you have a hard out? Because if you have a hard out, I'm burning, I'm burning time that I need to, to, to do a show with you and get on tape. Um, and she's like, nah, man, we got all the time in the world. She's just so fucking great. And, um, uh, just impressed. I think she's the one author I've spent the most time with. So, uh, we finally get the show going uh, there's probably a lot of stuff I need to go back in that first half an hour, 40 minutes and see if there's some great business tips or other data we should uh, put back into the show. Um, and then we did the show. The show was long. Uh, and then when we got done, I think we went for another fucking half an hour. I think it was like a two and a half hour show, technically or an appearance. Uh, but she was wonderful the whole time and, uh, just a joy to have on the show, and we talked to each other's ears off and, and just uh, lots of banter. You know, you meet CEOs and sometimes they're just like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, I come on here. Bye-bye. Next. Um, she was just lovely and sweet. And if you uh, have ever assumed that about her, yeah, I would say you're, you're right. Um, and so she was fun to have on the show. Uh, people loved her book. She has a following and people that love the crap out of her. In fact, I think I talked to her getting onto TikTok. Hopefully she doesn't hate me for it, but she's doing a pretty good job over there. Um, we talked about TikTok and how they should use it for hint water and stuff, but, uh, great show. Just a lot of fun with her. Uh, it was great. Good stuff. Next up, uh, Michelle Seller Tucker. 
Um, she wrote the book Exit Rich. Uh, she really blew my mind. I'm sorry. Michelle Seiler Tucker. Uh, the 6P method to sell your business for a huge profit. She uh, runs a buy and sell. Um, well, she runs a lot of different things. Uh, but she wrote this great book on when you start a business, you want to prepare it for resale or sale. Uh, you want to prepare it for an exit, if you will. And so she wrote this book, and it was extraordinary. And the discussion she had and how to buy business and sell business, really a respected business leader in her right. I've probably never met any woman smarter when it comes to business, when it comes to reselling or selling or packaging an entrepreneur or, or doing stuff. She was literally like one of the people who should be on the shark show, you know, the, um, that, uh, that, uh, loan shark, or it's not loan sharks, the loan shark show. Uh, it's the, uh, what is it? Swim with the shark. No, it's not swim with the sharks. It's, it's the one show where the, with the sharks and then you go on and you pitch your business. She, she should be probably one of those people who was on there. Just an amazing guest overall. Next guest up, we had Strongman. Uh, this is by Ruth Bengite. Uh, she was, uh, she wrote Strongman Mussolini to the present. Uh, she also made our list of, of books that uh, should be, uh, your top books to read in 2020. She was one of two books. Uh, it was, one was, uh, born or begin again with, uh, Eddie Gall Jr. And her book, uh, Strongman, if you want to understand fascism, how fascism rises, how horrible it is, demonstrative it is, if you want to stand the sexism of the Trump era and other fascist things, um, the, the male toxicity, oh my God, she nails it all down, ties it up together in a bow. This is a book that I wanted written because I wanted to sit down after the end of the Trump era and read about Pinochet, uh, Duderte, all these monsters that were out there, and find out how similar they were on a personality uh, profile to Donald Trump and how we can use that profile to keep us from here again. And she maps it out quite extraordinary and brilliantly in her book, um, Pinochet, uh, all, all the monsters in the world, Erdogan, the Hungarian president, uh, where they recently fell on their democracy there. She does a brilliant, brilliant job. And uh, I've been bragging on the book ever since. It's a must read, I think, for every American because we cannot follow the fascism. And uh, Silvio Berlusconi, uh, she details highly in the book. Silvio is a lot like Trump. And what happened with Silvio is he did a lot of Trump stuff and illegal stuff. And, and, uh, and he was removed from office. And he came back for another term after uh, he was removed from office. So uh, it's not you when you get rid of these uh, monsters, they can come back on you. So you need to watch out. Next up, we had uh, Every Last Secret by A.R. Tory. Uh, a. She has written a ton of books, and I guess this is kind of her side gig name. Uh, if you're familiar with A.R. Tory, uh, she's she's got, I think, three or four books under this side name. But then she has a mean, like, romantic novel, I think, business. Uh, and she's got tons and tons of books. And uh, you'll definitely want to check them out as well. Um, so she was a delight to have on the show. Wonderful to talk about all the different ways she approaches novels and writing and everything else and some of her aspects of putting stuff together. Uh, and uh, just a brilliant, brilliant author. If you love her genres, go check her out and some of her other books. Uh, next up, what do we had? We had uh, 
making conversation with Fred Dust. We actually recorded this several months ago, and it was stuck in the can um, until, uh, I think, December 1st. And uh, Fred Dust uh, has advised a lot of people, including Hillary Clinton, a lot of people in the government. And he wrote this spectacular book that I got to finish reading that talks about making conversation, the art of it, and like agreeing to stuff. Like, okay, well, if we're going to debate a point, here are the ground rules. And basically making it so conversations don't end up so freaking toxic. And uh, he maps that out in Making Conversations by Fred dust and it was really wonderful to have him on great energy wonderful person um i just we just we just had a lot of fun lots of jokes from what i remember of the of the uh of the thing especially since i sat in the can for about three months um but he was a really great guy if you get a chance to check out that show especially if you maybe have trumpers in your life or you have people in your life that you're trying to have conversations with and it's hard he talks about a great way to do it. Next up, we had uh, Badass Habits with Jen Sincero. Uh, you are a badass. How to cultivate the awareness, boundaries, and daily upgrades you need to make them stick. So she talks about her life and some of the challenges you would have and, and how she fixed them and coaching and everything else and uh, how she set uh, ways to set new habits down. Really great uh, energetic discussion I had with her. Really fun author and uh Wow, she kept it going and uh, and learned some new things. If you're looking to achieve some of those things in your life, she can probably help you along. Next up we had, uh, this is a great author and a friend of mine, I should probably disclose, uh, Kristen Roshan. Uh, she uh, wrote the book, The Creative Discipline Project, her first book. And uh, it's How Game Changing Creatives Maximize Disciplines for Ultimate Success. Um, this is a great book that uh, she has put out. I've got to get a copy of it so I can finish reading it. But having her on the discussion was just wonderful. She's a beautiful young woman, very stunning and uh, brilliant, uh, very driven. Uh, she, I just watched her do some, uh, wonderful things in Detroit with, uh, I believe it was GM or Chevy where she did a whole mess of, uh, Santa stuff and, and help food banks and raise, uh, I think money and food to give to, uh, needy families. Uh, I was just so impressed. Um, and, uh, I think you will be too. Check out the episode that I had with Kristen and, uh, check out her book, the creative discipline project. Next up we had Juan Enriquez. Right or wrong, how technology transforms our ethics. This is a challenging show, I'll be honest. I'd watched the videos with Juan, and it was really hard to nail him down on what exactly he was proposing. He was putting forth a lot of data and evidence, and some of it seemed to be, um, how, would, how would you put it? Some of it seemed to be um, like it was blaming. And so I had a, I had a, real challenge on my hand to unwrap what he meant in the book and what it what it was intended for at least in my interview i think the book's probably more clear um and and he's good at presenting the data but then you're like where does this means and where does this go and and how does it how does it work and uh he really did a great job i think it turned into a great interview because i was really concerned about it going into the interview because i'd watched a few pre-interviews and i'm like i don't know if this is going to come out the other side the way 
it should, or I might get into an argument with him. Uh, really warm, wonderful guy. I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. He never answers his messenger for some reason. But uh, he's written several other books. Uh, this guy has written and spoken at TED Talks. He's not a dummy. He's really freaking smart. So uh, I think we had him on the show. We did a great job interviewing. We did a great job defining what he was saying in the book and what he said in interviews. And it came out the other side where we learned a lot. So if you want to learn a lot about right and wrong ethics and how technology is in there and some of the things that we need to address in the future, check out his book. Um, next up, we had Fossil Men. This is by Kermit Pattison. This is his first book, and he spent like seven years putting it together. And uh, the book is the story of Fossil Men, uh, which is a 15-year journey for them, of how they found the oldest 4.4-year-old woman skeleton fossil in Ethiopia and the journey they have to go on to study this. And, you know, they're dealing with all sorts of wars in South Africa and tribalism and, and all that stuff. And, and it took them a lot of years to put it together and get all the scientific details. And of course, all the fallout from the scientific community arguing over the nuances of it. Um, the quest for the oldest skeleton in the origins of humankind. This is literally 4.4 million years old and one of the oldest skeletons it has some really incredible nuances to it as well um prior to that the oldest uh skeleton that had been found was uh, 2.2 million years old so you definitely want to watch that show he's some great insights to what took place there um Next up, we had the accomplished author, Thomas E. Ricks, uh, winner of the Pulitzer Prize. He wrote the book, First Principles, What America's Founders Learned from the Greeks, Romans, and How That Shaped Our Country. This is a really interesting thing. In fact, he's friends with General uh, Mattis, and uh, I watched his first interview that he had uh, with General Mattis uh, doing the interviewing. It was pretty cool. That's that's calling in the, the, the military troops when you need him. Um, and uh, and so he basically talks about how, you know, the Constitution was written and, and all of the different things that we uh, did to form this union, uh, this America. And a lot of it was based upon what the founders had learned from the Greeks, the Romans, and, and different things they studied. And it was quite extraordinary. It was just amazing. In fact, what was funny was at the time... Uh, Donald Trump was uh, complaining about the states having the election and how they were under control of it, and he couldn't override it at the federal government. We talked about how Madison actually designed it that way for the very purpose that Trump would not, uh, that a federal system could not, no one could seize power through a federal system. The way it's designed, the states hold the power of the election and the control of the election so that no one can be at the federal level and be like, well, I'm just going to take control and do what I want. Uh, or I control the votes and the voting system. And I can say that, you know, I mean, you saw it with what Trump was going through where he's like, Georgia doesn't get to decide. I get to decide. And it's like, no, Georgia does get to decide in, in each of the 50 states. And this was done on a very purposeful way to save the country from a, a monster like Donald Trump. You have no idea how something, just something that simple that was pre-thought out by someone 240 years ago who saw Donald Trump coming. Oh, my God. So we had this great discussion with Thomas Ricks. I believe he's the author of a multitude of books he's written. Check those out as well. Uh, coming down to the end here. Coming down to the end. We're getting there. 
uh, all the different people we had on the show, and I think we've got three more left. So let's see if we can get through these. And this is going to be a four of four series. So there you go. Um, the next person I had on the show was L- Lindo Bacon, Ph.D. Uh, the book was Radical Belonging. Uh, and, and the interesting thing about Lindo uh, is is uh, this person is a they, their uh, person. So you don't subject them to a he or she. You uh, refer to them as their or, uh, and, and likewise. So they wrote this great book, how to survive and thrive in an unjust world while transforming it for the better. Uh, she told, see there, I, I fucked up. They told the story of, of how they went through, uh, their transformation, their struggle with, uh, sexuality, uh, and their parents, uh, trying to, you know, push a certain societal thing onto them. I'm a very open guy. I understand LGBTQ, uh, pretty good. And so I, I had a great time having her on the show. Uh, kind of a fun fact, when she started the show, she actually says this in the show, she was kind of having an awful day. Um, didn't really feel like doing a show, I guess. Uh, and she seemed to really be struggling. Like, we all are in COVID. I mean, we wake up and we're just like, oh, God, i got to get through this day. And I couldn't blame her. So I worked really hard to make her laugh and entertain her and, and try and bring her out and uh, improve her day and i won at the end at the end she paid me a, a wonderful compliment that i was honored by and see i'm using the she word they see i'm bad chris bad bad hit hit chris with the newspaper anyway i i loved having them on the show uh i was honored to have them on the show um and uh at the end they um told me uh that they you know we'd gone through the full you of where uh, they had started out just having a bad day, and by the end, felt really wonderful about it. And so I was really honored to take people on that journey if I can help, and it takes two to tango. So she did a great job, too, told some great stories, and um, they had a great job and told some great stories. Need to work on my they, them, their uh, uh, you know, stuff. So anyway, uh, you should probably watch the video so you can learn, too. <laughs> about why this stuff is important uh human beings are important whoever you are uh you know as long as you're not espousing hate or uh, engendering the destruction of other people like i want to you know i don't like those people over there so i want to destroy them as long as you're not one of those people um your person filled with love we can uh, we need to support each other so anyway, check out their book radical belonging uh Really interesting because you learn the they, their uh, mechanisms of why that's important. I never really knew much about it until they came on the show, and I was really honored, and uh, I'd highly recommend the book. Um, uh, second to last, too, this is the uh, uh, book, and this is a second appearance. Um, you know what? Actually, I skipped over this, so we'll put the two of them together. We had Aaron James and Robert Hockett on the show. And uh, the two of them wrote a book called Money from Nothing or Why We Should Stop Worrying About Debt and Learn to Love the Federal Reserve. We also had Aaron James on his own on the book's Asshole, a Theory and a featured documentary uh, from John Walker. They actually turned this his book into a featured documentary. These guys wrote multiple books between the two of them. So the Asshole's book was pretty funny. So was the movie. If you get a chance, watch the movie. Um, but it does talk a lot about silly. Silvio Berlusconi, which we talked about earlier with the Strongman book. Um, 
And it talks about Trump and a lot of other things and why there's so many assholes in the world. It's kind of fun to watch um, because, you know, they take kind of a tongue-in-cheek sort of thing on assholes, but they do define it. In fact, uh, one of the Monty Python uh, comedians is in the show. Uh, just a really great show. The other show we had with Robert on for the Money from Nothing and Aaron James uh, together uh, was a fun show. It went really long, especially after. <laughs> we shot the shit afterwards. Really great. Two, two bunch of really great guys, brilliant thinkers, understanding uh, cryptocurrencies, money, the Federal Reserve, printing money, and historically on research, everything you can imagine. I had a fun time having them on, really brilliant guests. Uh, I learned a lot, and I think if you are a uh, guest, uh, you will too. Um, or not a guest, but a listener. There you go. I'm coming down. It's uh, 11.45 p.m. at night, so if I seem a little wee-wee-wee, we're trying to get this in the can before the last day of the month so that you can download it and we can count it for the uh, 20, 20 years. Um, the last author that I'm going to have, and then I have kind of two mentions that I want to take and talk about. Uh, but the last author we had was just recently, a couple days ago, Fool's Aaron, Jeffrey S. Stevens, a novel. He came on the show, Fool's Aaron, a novel. Uh, he, uh, he's written several different books, several different series. Some have been option for movies, really great guy to talk to. We didn't do video on the show. We were both having some video issues and, uh, uh, but you can listen to the audio, of course, it's on the podcast. But we had him on the show. He's actually done so well as a book author. He's retired from his law practice. Um, did a lot of great things. A lot of great things. In fact, he helped Martha Stewart uh, do some things when she uh, came out of prison and rebuilt her kind of empire. You'll hear the story of that as well. Uh, and we have a really great discussion about fathers and sons and finding meaning with that whole operation and everything else. So... Um, there's that. Check it out. Fool's Aaron and the multitude of other books that he had on. Um, there's two honorable mentions that I have where they didn't appear uh, to promote their books, but they're book authors, and they had a, a dramatic effect on me and an important effect on me throughout this year. Uh, one of them, Darlene McDonald, she appeared on the show, I think at least two times at the very least. She's a good friend of mine on Facebook. I've become good friends with her since, uh, just a wonderful angel, uh, and, and a fighter for, and, and passion for, uh, doing this right politics and, uh, everything else. She's one of those, uh, Martin Luther King type people who go out and try and change the world and fight it and whip stuff up. And, uh, you know, you'll find her at a bullhorn at political events and things of that nature. But she's written, uh, she came on the show to just talk about social issues. And then she was running the Utah democratic, uh, uh, party here in, in Utah. And so I had her on initially for politics. Uh, what was interesting is, is somewhere during the end of the show, and I can't remember if it was on the show or in post, but I asked her, I says, well, you know, how do we, you know, how do we do better with racism and Black Lives Matter? And she's like, I don't know, this isn't my problem. This is your problem. She basically spun back the uh, the same thing that Eddie Glaude Jr. wrote about in his book, Begin Again, with James Baldwin, where James Baldwin said, your racism is not my problem. It's your problem. It's a white person problem. I don't have to, I shouldn't have to fix it or deal with it. This is something you have to fix in yourselves. And that had an impact on me and started a search for me when she'd had that conversation with me of like, what do I need to do to make 
better and do better and be a better person. And so I really, uh, that kind of led me on the journey that we went for the year, uh, of all these different things. And anyway, she's the author of several different, uh, non or uh, several different fiction books. Uh, you can check out, you can Google her name, uh, on her website and stuff. Um, and I think two are still in print. I had to go ask her about them. She didn't come on the show to promote her books, but I wanted to throw her into the author column because she is an author and she did make two appearances on the show. And I was very honored to take and have her as well. Uh, another gentleman we had on the show, uh, he, he came with, uh, he came with, um, our author, who wrote the book Vital, A Tor- uh, Torch for Your Social Justice Journey, Kyle S. Ashley. And um, this gentleman I've become friends with as well. He's done a lot to open my mind to understanding a lot of different things about inclusivity. Um, Dr. Lawrence Chatters. And he wrote a book that uh, deals with uh, uh, being a parent, being a father, doing the right thing and that in that means and we he didn't come on to promote the book but he did have two appearances one with uh, kyle to talk about inclusion and different things of that nature and then the second one i just had him on because i'd seen him talking about this stuff and uh he wrote the book fathering together it's a compilation about fatherhood with daughters so you may want to check that out as well but he didn't come on to promote his books but he did make two appearances i, I made friends with him and um some of his stuff, uh, he's an inclusion officer at a famous university. I think he just moved, so I'm going to not guess which one it was. But uh, he was on the show, did two appearances. Just want to plug his books out as an author as well. So that's it, guys. That's a wrap. We got it down to four. I think I thought we were going to go to five, but we got it down to four uh, parts of all the great authors we had on the Chris Voss show and the brilliant intellectual minds and emotional uh, roller coasters they took us on and taught us so much. So I hope you will go back and listen to them all and engage them all and take advantage of them because you're going to learn so freaking much. Thanks, my honest, for tuning in. Stay tuned. Uh, this will probably be the last podcast of the year. We'll go to uh, probably... Uh, January 1st, we'll do an episode to get launched right, and uh, we've got a huge slate of incredible authors coming up in January and February, and a CES show as well, so we'll be talking about that. So stay tuned, folks. Wear your mask, stay safe, listen to all these old episodes, pick out the books you want to read in 2021, and uh, giving you some great insight and knowledge uh, to pick through, so enjoy that as well. Thank you. Thanks for a great year. Thanks for all the downloads. Thanks for all the interactions with the thing. We love you. We'll see you in 2021.